Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Open Mic. My name is Logan, and I'm here with Coco, Jared, and Chloe. It's a beautiful sunny day. We're so glad to be with y'all. And today, we are talking about words that hurt and words that heal. And so we figured we'd start out the podcast by telling about the best compliment we've ever received. Jared, you got something lined out yeah, for us? Yeah, when I was probably in college, I went with a buzz cut. And um, buzz cut on, on my hair, and someone told me that I look like One Tree Hill star Chad Michael Murray, and I <laughs> let that simmer as long <laughs> as I possibly could. Now, how many times has t- have, have you told Tyler that? And she, does she I, I try to remind her as often as I can. <laughs> that she reminds me I don't look like him anymore, um, but anymore because I once did. Speaking of celebrities, I had like a little month span, and and my wife hates this story, um, that two people told me that I sounded like Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Let's go. I don't sound like Matthew McConaughey, but I I, I took I accepted that that compliment. Now, who else mm-hmm. do, do people think you sound people like? People on I think like three or four people have told me that I sound like the male version <laughs> of Sadie Robertson. And <laughs> Talk about words that hurt, words that heal. I'm not sure if that's <laughs> supposed to be a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, I'll receive it, I guess. So, Yeah, one time I got an email from someone, and they said that I was a warrior princess for the kingdom. <laughs> and I was like, that's a compliment, but also kind of weird, but I like it, you know? Yeah, stick with it. Um, okay, speaking of celebrity lookalikes, I do remember that... Um, oh, we're going lookalikes now. Yeah. Oh, that's I'm, what well, this turned into, yeah. apparently. All right. Yeah, it was a compliment, but I just really don't see it at all. But someone said that I look like Shailene Woodley, the girl from like Fault in Our Stars. You know, it's her? a stretch. Oh, I s- okay, it's a, it's I understand big, it. It's a, stretch. it's a big stretch. Either way, yeah. But it was a compliment at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Some people you hear you hear like, oh, you look like this person, and you're like, what do they look like? Is that a kind thing to yeah. say to me? <laughs> yeah. Y- y- and there are there is power in our words, and yes. that's why we're talking mm-hmm. about it today. And uh, we were kind of chatting as uh, we, we came in and we're like, man, the Bible has literally so much mm-hmm. to say about w- words and our words. And, um, you know, Coco, I just want to have you kick it off and just kind of start. I know you've, you've been studying this and uh, what, what does scripture have to say about our words? Yeah. So Proverbs eighteen twenty one. I'm just going to read it here. It says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruits. And I think that's just so huge because we truly do have so much power in our words Mm -hmm. um, for good or for evil. And I think all of us here could probably tell about a time how someone said something to us that has left a mark, has like pierced our souls, whether it was good or whether it was bad. And so I think, um, you know, really asking the question is, what is the wise thing to say is something that's really helpful in different situations, because life is not perfect. Life can be hard, and sometimes you want that last word um, to really just prove your point. And uh, we just have to look at, wow, okay, we have to realize our our words can bring life or death. And those are two huge different categories there, life or death. And so if we want to be bringing words of life that would honor God, words of death would not honor God. And Coco, you mentioned a uh, part of scripture that talks about how we have to give an account for our words. And and yeah. we're just like sitting there like, wow, okay, that's, that, you got the yeah, verse here. I got the verse here. So Matthew 12, 36 and 37 says, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For your words, you'll be justified and by your words, you'll be condemned. And I was, we were talking earlier and I was like, I literally didn't want to put that verse down because I was like, whoa, like 
that is heavy and that's scary and that speaks to every single person with every single word that we say that we're going to give an account for that. And so I think this topic of like words that hurt and words that heal is so important for us to like stop and think about and work through and figure out how can we have words that would be honoring to God and glorifying to God. Yeah, the verse that you you said that we I always remember is life and death are found in the power of the mm-hmm. tongue. And a lot of times you hear that and you're like, I'm just with my buddies. I'm just with, you know, I'm just with my own group of friends. I'm not going to hurt anybody. No one's going to be offended at these things that I'm going to say. But that doesn't mean that the death that it brings doesn't, isn't brought to you. It it can be brought to you. Like the words that you say, like I can remember times that I maybe wasn't wise with my words. And I got to a point where I was like, this is not just hurting the people around me. It's hurting me. It's Mm -hmm. hurting the way that I think and hurting my relationships that sometimes that death that it talks about is to yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chloe, what do you got to add? Yeah, I was going to say when you were talking about Matthew 12, Coco, um, like before that, it talks about how like the words that we speak are an overflow of like what are in, what's in our hearts. Um, And I was reading something that was saying like what, like people know that we, like people will see life change Mm -hmm. in us. Like maybe once we accept Christ into our hearts, like people see life change through the words that we speak or through like the difference in our words versus before we followed Christ. And I think right there is just like such a huge, Mm -hmm. that's so much power right there that people see like Jesus through us and the words that we speak. Mm -hmm. And so it's just crazy to me how much power they really do have. Yeah. And I I think of, um, you know, we were talking before this and it's like, man, we, we all have stories of you remember when someone like built you up, Mm -hmm. but you also remember whenever you've been hurt. And unfortunately, I can say for all of us in here, I'm sure there's been times that we've hurt people with our own words and, Mm -hmm. and that's not a fun place to be. And, um, in response to that, we have to repent. And there's a lot of times you got to go to someone and ask for forgiveness. And, Mm -hmm. uh, that humility is never fun. Um, but it is so important because once those words are out of our mouth, we literally, cannot bring them back. And Mm so um, it is so important. And the only way we're going to have any victory in this is through the power of the Holy Spirit, changing us and taking our sinful flesh and making it um, obedient to Christ. But maybe we could share a couple of those stories of maybe a time when someone, man, they built you up by the words that they said. And that's a very biblical thing to do. I can remember a time when I was in college and I I wrote a a report in one of my political science classes and it was like we had to take a book and we had to take some some information. And we had to put it together. And I spent a ton of time on it because I wasn't doing well in my other uh, stuff in the class. And um, so I put put together this report. It was a good size of our grade. And uh, we turned him in. And, and uh, the professor, before he gave him back, he was like, it was like the week before he gave him back. And he's like, Jerry, can I see you after class? And I was like, ah, oh, shoot. I missed, <laughs> I missed something on the assignment. And he pulls me aside, and he, he had mine already graded, and he goes, hey, I need to know, did you have help with this? And I was like, what does that mean? I, I don't know <laughs> what that means. And he was like, he was like, did you, did you like ask for someone to d- help you with this? Did you cheat? Did you use something online? And I was like, I, I'm honestly telling you, no, I did, not, I did not ask for help with anyone. I didn't cheat. And he goes, this is the best paper on this assignment that I've ever had. You should keep writing stuff. And I was wow. like... I hear I was getting 76s on his tests, <laughs> and he stopped and told me. And I was, like, not doing super well in the class. I was early in my stuff at Missouri State, so I was probably pretty insecure and, and wasn't confident in what I was doing in, in that minor. And, and he took the opportunity to, like, stop me and tell me, like, hey, you, you're good at writing. You should keep doing this. And it, it stuck with me. I remember where I was. I remember what he was wearing. I remember what I got on the test. It, it, it was such a uplifting, helpful thing for me. Any other stories? Yeah, um... Even just last week, I think 
sometimes I feel like I get, I am a words of affirmation person. Like I, mm-hmm. I really enjoy that. And sometimes I, if I'm like, man, like feeling discouraged or something. Well, even last week I got a message from a lady who I really look up to and she sent me this long message and she was just like encouraging me throughout the whole thing of like, Hey, you are doing like what God has called you to do. It's incredible to see and all this stuff. And I read that and I was just like, Lord, thank you. Because that was like, she allowed God to use her and she was a mouthpiece for God in that moment. And I was like, Oh my word. Like that just reminds me that like when I think of something good for someone else that I want to be quick Mm -hmm. to say those things, because it does make like, we have to go out our, our way to be like, Hey, like I have a good word for you. And, um, and so it, I think it's just, like, so important for us when we realize, like, man, this person is doing an awesome job at this specific thing um, to stop and mm-hmm. to go out of your way to tell that person, like, what you think because that could be something that they need in that moment. Mm-hmm. I love the people in our church. Like, we're, we're uh, got – we span the generations here at High Street. And Jared and I have talked about this a lot, especially when we first started preaching. It's like, you know, we might have just dropped the ball a little bit or maybe we didn't think, mm-hmm. like – you know, um, we, we did what we wanted to do, right? But um, there always is power in preaching God's word. But when, when people who've, they've heard every sermon out there, right? And they come up to you and they give you a compliment and just encourage you like, man, I want to mm-hmm. be like that whenever yeah. I get to be their age. Like, uh, and they've been doing that for generations. And uh, I think there's power. Like, we don't want to quench a compliment. Don't yeah. quench a compliment because if you have a compliment to give and you don't give it, like you, you just missed out on that mm-hmm. opportunity. It could change um, somebody's life. And, um, so we just want to encourage that. Now, um, when are the times when you all feel susceptible that you are going to use words that do hurt? Because we all, we're all subject to that. Chloe, do you have any thoughts on like when, when that's like the warning signs are there that this, this is a time I need to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think for me, I know like if I've said something like to, for example, like to Jake, my husband, if I say something that I'm like, man, I'm so sorry that I said that. Like I shouldn't have said that. And I know that that was because either that morning I didn't spend time with God or that week, maybe my time with God had been not so great. And so I think that that's a really huge indicator of the way that we're going to like speak to other people or build someone up or not build someone up um, and say harsh words is when our time with God is not thriving um, or we're not in the routine with that, that we could be or that we normally are. For me, it's about whenever I want to look good or funny or smart in front of a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's like somebody I just met. I'm like, I want to, I want to prove myself to them. I want them to think I'm smart and funny and, and good. And, um, I'll end up looking for opportunity and vulnerability in the people and the things around me, and I will try to bond with them over making fun of something mm-hmm. or someone, and ultimately it shows the lack in my character that I'll put someone else down to try to build myself up. Um, so for me, I have to know, okay, I'm walking into this new situation. I'm insecure about it. God, will you make me secure in who I am so that mm-hmm. I can have a conversation with this person and not not try to be the, the goal of it, not mm-hmm. try to be the center of it. So for me, it's really, it's about my insecurity and my looking for vulnerability around mm-hmm. me um, and not trying to kind of pump myself up that way. Yeah, I think for me, when I get upset with a situation, like if something, you know, was truly wrong, then I'm like, I need to go talk to them right now. And I want mm-hmm. to tell them how I feel about this or that they're wrong. And, and like in your head, like it's, we can just make it way bigger than it is. And like, right. I'm so grateful because, like, my dad, I'll, I'll be like, this is, not a, this is not a right situation. And I'm like, bring it to him. He's like, why don't you 
pray about this, cool down, and then talk to that person tomorrow. And I'm like, well, that's probably a really wise thing to do, but I would <laughs> rather just take care of business right here, right now when I'm upset about it. And, uh, and so I think like for me, I have to realize like, okay, I need to chill for a second because really I could, I could easily, um, the words could just slip out and then it like, it's just, you know, a whole situation mm-hmm. when really it could be uh, way more less intense if I, if I don't do that. Yeah. I'm kind of like you Coco in that sense of like, I, I will, I will spew words out. I think that, you know, I love speaking. I love teaching and I love doing those things. I'm a very like vocal person. I always tell you guys all the time, you guys know I'm an out loud processor, but, um, man, when I, when I am like pressed, stressed, tired, angry, that is a time where Mm -hmm. I have to be on guard because I can just Mm -hmm. go off and, and let it rip. And then it's out there and mm-hmm. and you've just spewed that everywhere and you can't take it back yeah, and so i have to really be cautious in in those moments and um i think that y- you know you definitely have to understand who you are and and mm-hmm. start to read that mm-hmm. i would say this uh chloe you mentioned uh earlier that like uh i can't remember exactly how you phrased it but like the tongue is such a hard thing to control like mm-hmm. it is it is such a hard thing to control james talks about like it's the it's the tiny rudder that steers the ship. It's the bit in the horse's mouth. It's the spark that starts the fire, and um, those are known things. A horse is known by where it goes and how mm-hmm. you know how the control over it, and the the ship by what direction it heads, and the the fire by how big it gets. But it starts small, mm-hmm. and one of the evidences of God working in your life is that your tongue is start to, starting to be under control. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, the, the verse in Proverbs says that you should be quick to listen and yeah. slow to speak. Yep. That is mm-hmm. evidence of God working in your life. And there are times I, I, I have to do it probably weekly that I look back and probably daily look back and go, man, I just, I was not slow to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want the evidence of God in my life to be evident to the people around me. And words are such a, a visible out there way to see that, mm-hmm. that there's people that I knew in high school or, or as a kid that they got saved and it's like, it's like talking to a different person because mm-hmm. not just like their language or their mm-hmm. vulgarity. It's like just the, the way that they look at you and listen yeah. and use their words. Hey, I saw that in you. Thank you. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, man, you're, mm-hmm. it's like talking to a different person because mm-hmm. their words are starting to give life where earlier mm-hmm. it's so easy to throw in like a little dig. Yeah. It's so easy when somebody's like, oh, yeah, I went and did this. Oh, but it's at this. It's at a state school. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> and like tone is so important. Yeah. Tone yeah. is so important. And Logan and I have played on a softball team together, and we were playing against the guy that he would he would he would uh, play, and he would he'd be like, "Man, that was a good idea, good idea," and do something that's like he's saying a kind thing, but the way that he's saying it is like, <laughs> "You don't really think that was a good idea, do you?" And it was like he's so good at it, but it was so like tone is such an important thing in it's probably the most frustrating form of trash talk because he was so good at it yeah (laughs) so good at it i'm getting angry right now thinking thinking about it yeah but i think about like that is so important just in total um one of the stories that i kind of talked with you guys about before this was uh, my wife took my kids to the playground and there were some older kids that were playing with my son thatcher and um they went and called him a balloon animal (laughs) and he came back and was like mom they called me a balloon animal, and they, they said it in a tone of a kid yeah. making fun of another right. kid, and it, it hurt him. And my, my, my wife was like, listen, calling someone a balloon animal is not mean, but using that tone mm-hmm. is. And I think yeah. that's just one of the things we have to be careful of to listen to. Mm-hmm. Even just a, a critical attitude yeah. comes out in our yeah. words, and that's where what's in your heart comes out, mm-hmm. and that's where the filter of the Holy Spirit 
that check in the back of your throat mm-hmm. to, to go, maybe not the right time. Maybe don't yeah. say it yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe check your words. Maybe check mm-hmm. your intention. It's such a helpful thing as we're, if we want to be salt and light to people, we're not going to do it with whatever comes to the top of our mind yeah. because of our flesh. It's going to be the spirit in us working. Yeah. And no doubt that as a, uh, as a person, you will also be on the receiving end of mm-hmm. hurtful words. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Chloe, Coco, what, what is our response when we experience that? Like, how, how do we respond to that as mm-hmm. believers? Well, um, I'll start, Chloe, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll send it yeah. to you. I think, I think one of the things, like, as we respond to that, I think especially in the context of a relationship, like mm-hmm. friendships, like your community, there's going to be words that hurt. Like, mm-hmm. that's just the reality because we are flawed. Like, we are humans. And so I think when we know that, okay, that's going to happen now, that doesn't have to be the norm, but it can happen, and it does happen because um, you spend a lot of time with people and just it can naturally happen. I think I think something that I had to, like, train myself is to, like, assume the best yeah. and to say, okay, that hurt, and I can, like, tell that person and have that conversation. Mm-hmm. But then, like, having grace for each other to say, yeah, that happened, but we're okay because we have a relationship with each other, and uh, God instructs us, instructs us to have grace for one another. And so, okay, like, yeah, that hurt, but it's just a dot on the page. It doesn't define our relationship. So we're going to move on, and we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I'm always going to think about, like, that past thing. Yeah. Um, and I think learning that, I think especially, so there's five siblings in my family. So we've had to deal with a lot of conflict growing up with five kids. I mean, it just happens. And my parents always were so good to teach us, like, you cannot let the the argument define your relationship. You mm-hmm. cannot let this be like, okay, we're always going back to this because this person said this one time, right? And so I think having grace for each other, like that's what a relationship that like Christ is the center of those relationships is when we can say like, man, let's have a conversation because that did hurt. But ultimately, mm-hmm. I forgive you. You forgive me. We're okay and we can move on. Um, some relationships, I will say this, if this constantly happens, you need to put up boundaries and not allow that to be the norm because mm-hmm. I think that's unhealthy. But um, that's kind of a whole nother conversation. But I think for sure. Uh, you guys can check that on another episode of Open Mic. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do have a boundaries one. But I think um, I think for sure, like, having grace for each other, because mm-hmm. I have said things, probably to all of you in this room, where I've had to come back and say I'm sorry. And, like, mm-hmm. thankfully, you guys have had grace, and, like, we can have grace for each other, and we can still, like, be okay because of that. And, and so we would want to do that for other people. Yeah, I think having a conversation with that person is so important. Like, I know it depends on who that person is like for example (laughs) I just thought about this when um we were in Paris I I was checking out I was like buying this bag and the lady that was like the cashier she said something to me that was like so hurtful and of course I'm not gonna like go back and have a conversation with her (laughs) and be like hey you hurt me like obviously the person who it is like depends maybe that situation I'm not going to go back and be like hey you really hurt my feelings but I think like I've been on the receiving of of me saying something hurtful Mm -hmm to one of my roommates or something like that and they've had a conversation with me of saying like hey that really hurt my feelings but because I love you like I want to call that out and you and let you know that um and that that was them showing grace on me like you were saying Coco and I think that that like builds me up as like that builds my character when they come to me and say like hey because I love you so much I'm going to correct this and let you know that that like hurt my feelings Mm -hmm. um and I think that allows me to like grow as a believer and as a friend when they correct that in me and show me grace by telling me and calling that out Mm -hmm. what I may have said to them and I think what's important in that is there there's a relationship there you know what I mean in in your marriage hopefully you're communicating and talking about those things when there's words aren't being communicated well but you know I I think about like this um, is you know if you have someone who's a difficult person and there's a time to have boundaries also there's also a time to just 
overlook a small offense, yeah. you know, and, and to move. And so was exactly what Chloe was saying. How you determine that mm-hmm. is the Holy Spirit guiding you, you know, yeah. and I would suggest giving it 24 hours, like Coco said, and seeing where are we at, you know, and is this going to mm-hmm. restore our relationship or is it something we can just go, you know what, it's not that big of a deal yeah. in light of eternity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the Holy Spirit is so kind to us to lead us and to guide us um, in those situations to know, like, do I need to say something or do I not? So, like, in I would say to anyone listening to this, if you're, like, struggling with your words, because we can tell when we're struggling because we're like, oh, my gosh, why do I keep talking? <laughs> I need to stop talking. Yeah. Um, but ask the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide you in your words and to really, like, think before you speak. Uh, like the Bible says, like, Jared, what you were saying, be slow to speak or quick to listen, so to speak, um, and slow to get angry. Is that Something it? Like that. And mm-hmm. um, the cocoa version. And <laughs> so I know I think that actually is it, but uh, maybe we'll see. We'll find out. Um, but anyway, so I think like really stopping and before you like get the first word in, you like mm-hmm. okay, I'm gonna take a second and and then you can add add to that conversation. But I think that would be helpful. And I think I'd say one more thing to if you when you're hurt. You, you got to understand Satan is going to try to lie to you, twist mm-hmm. things. Sure. You've got to speak the truth of God's word to your life. So whatever's been hurtful about you and you feel that lack of worth, whatever, you got to go back, write that down. Mm-hmm. Then write what God's word has to say about you. Mm-hmm. And, and that will be um, a powerful tool, tool for you. Um, and I think this is our homework for today. Got homework on open mic uh, is to say it. So when you have a compliment for someone or you have mm-hmm. a something, a word of encouragement, just say it and be uh, someone who has words to heal. So thanks y'all for joining us on this episode of Open Mic. We will catch y'all next time.